from your heart oh what i saw oh yeah oh nyame wosa chada Take your seats as kings and queens in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank our Father for this opportunity to stand before great men, great women, mighty men, great women, to give the word of the Lord to his people. Hallelujah. And I also want to acknowledge the presence of all ministers, apostles, and every one of you in the house of God, God bless you for being in his presence. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, stir up our hearts. Stir up our spirits to receive from you. Holy Ghost, let everyone seated in your presence leave here fulfilled let everyone receive a word to carry with them even as they've come to your presence we are not leaving here the same way we came that we will be blessed glorified and fulfilled for coming into your presence we thank you father in jesus name and all the saints shall shout amen, amen. hallelujah praise the lord it's always an honor to come to the house of God and to learn at the feet of Jesus. Anytime 
we come into God's presence, whether you are the one ministering the word or you are the one listening. We are all being blessed because God gives his word to edify his church. Hallelujah. We know our theme for the year is Victorious Overcomer. And for the past months, we've been studying about our life as Victorious Overcomers. Hallelujah. And today, we are going to continue. We are going to go a step deeper. Say deeper. Today, I'm speaking on the subject, the life of the overcomer. Hallelujah. The life of the overcomer. Lift up your right hand and say, I am an overcomer. My life is the life of an overcomer. Therefore, I walk in glory. I walk in power. I walk in excellence and in the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's who we are. A victorious overcomer speaks the life of overcoming. Everything about your life is victorious. Hallelujah. First John 4 verse 4. First John 4 verse 4. If you are there, say amen. It says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. We are going to read it together, and we are going to put our names there. One, to go. I am of God, little one, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah! If you understand what the scripture means alone, your life should never be a life of defeat. Hallelujah! And then let's read John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. It said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Can I have it in the New Living Translation, if it's possible, please? Okay, it says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrow, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. That is my testimony. That is my confession. That is the life I've been called into because the world will come at me. The world will come at us in so many ways. It will come at us mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. But we have got to realize that the Lord Jesus overcame the world on our behalf, which means that we have overcome the world. Therefore, no matter which way 
the enemy will throw itself at you. No matter which way the world will come at you, if it comes at you physically, emotionally, financially, mentally, spiritually, whatever way that the world will throw any challenge at you, know that because Christ came to overcome the world, because he did that on your behalf, he has given you that power and that mandate. So no situation should overwhelm you because you have been called of God and called into a life of the overcomers. Hallelujah. So everything that you go through, no matter the challenge, you just smile at the challenge because deep down, it has already been settled that I am an overcomer because Christ overcame the world for my sake. Therefore, if he has done it, who can stand against God? No one. And if God has taken that upon himself and taken all trouble upon himself and given me the chance to enjoy life, I will walk in that victory continuously. Having the mindset that no matter what I am going through, it doesn't matter what I'm seeing because I know that I am an overcomer. Hallelujah. No matter what you go through, no matter what is facing you, sometimes what is facing you looks so much. It looks so heavy. It looks so difficult. But look beyond what you are seeing and look at what God has said. Understand what he has said about your life. Listen to his word. Listen to his voice and look back at what he did on the cross so many years ago that he went through all that suffering so that you might have peace. He went through all that suffering so that you might have joy and as he has done it and he has said in his word that do not worry, do not fret. You will go through trials and sorrows. Yes, you will go through but know that. Take heart. When someone says take heart, it means do not worry. Do not have any fret. Do not think about what will come tomorrow. Do not think about yesterday. Do not even think about the future because whatever comes your way, you have overcome and it is settled. Hallelujah. And that is the way that the Holy Ghost wants you to know that no matter what it is that you are going through, no matter the challenge, whatever starts throwing you to and fro, whatever is shaking your foundation, he wants you to know that I have called you to a life of overcoming. I've called you to a life of endless victory parade. Therefore, no matter what you go through, nothing can pull you down because I have given you the power to overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody being blessed like I am? Hallelujah. There are some few steps I want us to understand for us to live a life of the overcomer. If you live the life of the overcomer, you always win. The first thing you do is you always win. Hallelujah. Be unperturbed because you are in Christ. And in him, you will always win. And you will testify of God for all things belong to him. And if all things belong to him, all power belongs to him. And anyone that has power has authority. And he has bequeathed that authority to us and said we should use it. Therefore, if I know and understand the power that has been given to me from on high, I walk in that power. And anyone who walks in any corridor of authority, you have power. And your words are very powerful wherever you go. And that word that you speak, because God has given you his word, inside you through the help of the Holy Ghost who is at work in you. He says, every word I have given you, everything that has come into this world, everything that has been made before it was made, what will be made, anything that will come after, I've given you that power. Therefore, anything that you do not like, any situation that you feel like you want to change, don't let it surprise you. Change it. 
Hallelujah. How do you change? Because you have the authority in the word of God, in the power that has been given to you by Christ Jesus. Therefore, he says, anything that you do not understand, do not be moved by any situation. Whatever moves you, move that situation because you have the power to do so. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And anytime you always win, then you know no defeat. Say, I know no defeat. In every situation in my life, I know no defeat. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Nobody can take God's place. God is not a God that changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as he has said it, he will do it. God is the only one who has been consistent with his word from Genesis to Revelations. Whatever, whatsoever, whatsoever thing God has said, he has been consistent with his word. He never changes. And if we have been made in his image and likeness, therefore we are supposed to be consistent in the things we say. Hallelujah. Do not be inconsistent. Anyone who is inconsistent, you cannot grow. Anyone who is inconsistent means you do not know the power you have. And if you understand the power that has been given unto you, you would walk in consistency of what the word says and apply it to your life and make it function in your life for a purpose which God has made it given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. And also know that because you always win, you always win because nothing can set against, nothing that is set against me shall work because God is for me. Amen. If God is for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. No situation can overwhelm you. Nothing should destroy your faith. Even if you go through any challenge, you should rather build your faith up. For on Christ, the solid rock, you stand. And every other ground is in sinking sand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The second thing to do to maintain the life of an overcomer is to refuse to entertain thoughts of fear. Refuse to entertain thoughts of fear. Hallelujah. Say, I refuse to fear. Fear is one of the major things that is destroying the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We might not understand it or say, but every situation, before we even think the word of God, as a human mind and the way the mind is programmed, fear sets in first before you even consider faith. Hallelujah. As human as we are, any situation, if you should see a snake right now, even though Peter, uh, Paul saw the snake and shook it off, when you see a snake now, your first instinct will be to be afraid before you be like, hey, no, I can kill the snake. It is normal for the human mind, but thanks be to God that we are not humans. Hallelujah. We are spirit beings, and we subject this flesh to the spirit of God because of the authority we have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. When you refuse fear, when you rebuke fear out of your life, now the devil does not have anything to hold on to because the only weapon that the enemy uses is fear. Hallelujah. Fear is a major weapon that the enemy keeps using constantly and he builds on the fear. And the more the fear is built, there comes doubt. And when doubt comes, doubt brings more doubt. And when more doubt comes, it brings greater fear and it brings grave. And when you refuse to, you have so much fear and doubt, you forget to trust God. 
Hallelujah. And when we trust God, we say negative. When we refuse to trust God, we speak negative things. And those negative things have an effect on us. Because the same people, we forget that we have authority. So whatever we say works for us. So anybody in authority, if I make a wrong declaration, it will work for me because of the authority I have. Hallelujah. You are not getting what I said. You have authority. You have power. Anybody who has power, whatever you say works. So if you say positive things, it will work for you. Therefore, if you speak negative things, it will also work against you. So be careful what you use your words for because you carry power. Hallelujah. When you speak negative words, because of the power you wield in your spirit by God, every negative word you speak has an effect on you, and it happens instantly. So if you are going through a challenge and saying that, God, I am always suffering, you will continue to suffer because the authority you have, you are using the authority to speak negative. But I came to challenge somebody this morning that refused to use their power to speak negative. Use that power you have that authority to speak right words the more right words you speak the more your life changes and your life changes from glory to glory because god has called us to a life of upward and forward movement only hallelujah so i refuse to speak negative things i refuse to fear no matter what is going on around me even when the fear comes i say in the name of jesus i rebuke fear out of my life and when you rebuke it, because of the authority you have, that fear leaves. And then now faith steps in. And when faith steps in, your fire is stirred up. And when your fire is stirred up, your faith is moved to another level. Therefore, when your faith is moved, nothing else can come out of your mouth but the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen, let us learn to use the word of God. Let us learn to use the power that he has given to us. When we use it, it will have an effect on our lives. And when it has a good effect on our lives, let the devil come to your doorstep and say, God, I made a mistake. Hallelujah. Let him come to your doorstep and say that this Christian that I have come to is a wrong Christian because this Christian is going to disgrace me. The devil, how, how, how insulting to God can you be a tongue-speaking prayer, a very vibrant prayer person where you know the word of God and the devil will come to you with something little and one word can make you lose all the trust that God has in you and make the devil use you to play. That is very sad. But let us use the investment that God has given us, the word that he has put in our spirit, in our mouth, and let's make it work for us. Hallelujah. And we can only do that if we dispel fear out of our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is somebody understanding me. Fear is one major thing that is killing the church. It is killing the body of Christ because instead of trusting God, we are trusting the situation and allowing the situation to have an upper hand in our lives. But that is not so. Whatever challenge you go through, whatever situation you are in, you are the solution to that problem you are in. That is why you are going through that problem. So never see any challenge and say, God, why me? Why not you? Because God knows that this is 
my child, in whom I am well pleased. Whatever challenge that comes this child's way, he knows that he or she is an overcomer. Therefore, they can pull through and move higher. And when you go through any challenge and you overcome it, it becomes little for you because you realize that you have overcome greater things. And when you move over ahead, the next one, when you face it, you even laugh at the challenge because if I've been able to go through this, there's nothing that is difficult for me to overcome. Hallelujah. That is the life of an overcomer. Learn to walk in the consciousness of the power you have in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Also, for you to walk in glory and in the overcomer's life. You need to kick out anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness. Hallelujah. To live a complete life of an overcomer, kick out anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness from your life. Because bitterness and unforgiveness and anger, they are the three things that do not affect the people, the person you are, you are, you, are, you are giving that attitude to. It is affecting you personally. If you are angry at somebody, the person doesn't know you are angry unless you approach the person. If even you approach the person, yes, you might be angry, but the person might not understand the anger you have for the person. So you are the one who is having an effect on. When you have a bitterness, bitterness is in your heart. It is killing you. It is killing your spirit. It is not allowing you to have deep communication and relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is making you lack. It is making you dry. You are not being fresh every day because you are allowing bitterness against somebody or against people to affect your heart. It is killing you. And unforgiveness, if you do not forgive, what right do you have not to forgive somebody? Can you forgive your own sins? Hallelujah. Christ came to die for us, and he took our sins on him. He took it to the grave, and when he resurrected, he left it all behind, and he gave you a new life. So if you have that new life, you have no right to harbor unforgiveness against anybody because you cannot die for your sins. Hallelujah. You can only harbor unforgiveness if you can tell me that you can die and resurrect again. If you can die and resurrect, then I'll allow you. You are free. You are at liberty to have our unforgiveness. But so far as you cannot die and go to hell and get the key of death and life and resurrect, you have no business harboring unforgiveness in your heart because it will not help you. It will not help you live a life of an overcomer. Unforgiveness and bitterness, it drains you of the glory of God. It drains you of the blessings of God. It drains you of all the good things that you are supposed to be sowing forth in your life. Because what you are doing is allowing the enemy use you to hinder yourself from exploding in God's kingdom. And from being a blessing. Imagine the number of lives that are connected to you. That is connected to your destiny, to your breakthrough. To of blessings that because of unforgiveness of one person or a few people, you are allowing millions of people who are supposed to be blessed by you to lack because of unforgiveness. Please, let's change our mindset. There's a greater price ahead. Hallelujah. There's a greater calling ahead because we've been called to a life of glory and endless victory. And the call that we've been called is to give glory to our King. And we are just passing through this place. We are just passing through. 
Because we are looking at the eternal life of God in our lives. We are looking at the price of meeting our king when he comes back to take his bride. We are looking at the price of meeting him and not being left behind. And so when he meets us, he will say, Thou good and honest servant, I thank you for the job that you've done. Let us not let unforgiveness, bitterness, and anger rid us of entering the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I hope I'm speaking to somebody. Amen. Another thing that you need to do is be focused. Be focused and keep your heart in God's word. Be focused and keep your heart in God's word. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy 4, verse 15 to 16. 1 Timothy 4. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Verse 16. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Hallelujah. This scripture summarizes what I said. Because of the lives that are connected to you, the number of people who are supposed to know Christ through you, make sure that everything that you are doing, you are not allowing anger, bitterness, unforgiveness to rid you of your own salvation first and those of the many souls out there. Hallelujah. And being focused, let's read Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. says a man from the tr- therefore since we are all surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us we should be focused on the race that God has called us do not let distractions Do not let minor things, do not let little foxes move you out of the track that God has placed you in. Because when you delay in finishing the race, by the time you get to the end of the race, everybody has left, reached the end, and the the, 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 the Olympic, Olympic field has been cleared. Because you allow distractions to keep you from being focused on the word of God, on the way of God. Hallelujah. James 1, 21 to 25. says, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. Get rid of everything that is not of God in your life. Hallelujah. And you see, a lot of things Aside from unforgiveness, anger, and bitterness, one thing that a lot of us have not realized but has an effect on us is pride. Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of us in the body of Christ, in the church, we have a lot of pride. Some might say, what is pride? Pride is not being arrogant or thinking you are better off than somebody. It's not accepting that 
When any situation that you feel like you cannot humble yourself to do, no matter how minute it is, you are carrying pride in your spirit. Hallelujah. So if you are asked to come to church early and you say, me, I have other things to do to, before coming, it is pride. If you are asked to come and arrange the chairs, and you are like, me, I can't do that because I'll get dirty. It is pride. Or you have an issue with somebody and say, why should I be the one to go and apologize when it is the person who offended me? It is pride. Or why should I even go and help this person? When the person is winning, if the person thinks he can do it, let the person do it. It is pride. There are so many little things. Oh, this person's dress is torn. Please go and tell the person, me, I'm feeling shy. It's not feeling shy. It is pride. Hallelujah. Sometimes we take shyness and think shyness is shyness. Some of the shyness we exhibit is pride. So please, if you are here and you call yourself shy, I'm telling you that you're a proud person. Hallelujah. So sit back and analyze and realize, God, where is the pride in my shyness? Anything that you cannot do, especially in the house of God, and think you are afraid, you are shy, it is pride because you are telling God that, God, me, I can't do it. And there's nobody that is more cherished to do a work for than to do anything for the king of kings. Hallelujah. So if you refuse to do anything for God, giving the excuse that you are shy or you are always giving excuses for any circumstance that you are asked to do something, know that it is pride that is building. Maybe you might think it's shyness, but if you are given a little power, a little glory, a little authority, you exhibit it in a different manner. Then you will know. But if you are experiencing it now, ask God to look at Ask God, what is this exactly that is causing me to be like this? And tell him to change you. For these little things, because us to not enjoy the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Humility is one key way of enjoying God's full blessings in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we being blessed this morning? Praise the Lord. So, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. Next verse. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, that sets you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Hallelujah. Next verse, please. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now please go back to verse 23. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. Verse 24. 
You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. It's not possible. We cannot look in the mirror and forget what we look like. Hallelujah. Anytime you look in the mirror, you know what you look like. You know how good you are looking. So if even somebody should tell you that you are not looking nice, you tell the person in your heart, you know when you looked in the mirror, you, had, you knew how beautiful you were looking. That is how God expects us to be. You cannot say you love God and then the next minute when you come out, you are doing something contrary to it. Hallelujah. For us to live a life of overcome, we need to be conscious of the things we do and the things we say around us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The next point is know who you are and walk in it. Know who you are and walk in it. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to 12. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to 12. This is what the scriptures means when they say, No eye has seen, nor no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. If you love Jesus, lift up your hand. If you knew how much God had in store for all of us, trust me, we will love him deeper. But you see, God needs to test us. God needs to know that we are truly for him. And we are not just saying it just because we are blessed with everything. We need to show it. We need to prove ourselves because he has proven himself to us. It is our turn to prove ourselves to him. And we need to do it every day because he did it consistently every day of our lives. God is always with us. He has called us and given us power, given us authority. And he's always with us, for us, in us, to do our will. Whatever it is we desire, he's willing to do it for us. But you see, he also needs you to meet him at a point. So he needs you to prove yourself to him by expressing his love. And when you express his love and you say you love somebody, whatever the person desires of you is what you do. And God has said, live a life of an overcomer. Live a life of power. Live a life of victory so that men will see you and glorify God. God just expects us to glorify him by allowing people to see the blessings that he has bestowed on our lives in everything that we do. Hallelujah. So for us to prove ourselves to God, we must walk in his love and understand that his love for us is great. Therefore, we must demonstrate it in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, but if it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Verse 11. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit. Say, I have received the spirit of God. Not that of the wells, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. The Spirit of God lives in us. We are God's Spirit. We are the epitome of God's greatness. Therefore, we have to know that God has given everything to us, and we need to freely use it. Hallelujah. If you don't use it and it is dormant in your life, you are not giving glory to God. And we need to glorify God every day of our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You also need to know the one who has given you power. Nahum chapter 1 from verse 7 to 9. You need to know the one who has given you power. Nahum chapter 1 from verse 7 to 9. The Lord is good 
a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. Verse 8. But he will sweep away his enemies in an overwhelming flood. This is what God is doing for you as a child of God. Hallelujah. He will pursue your foes into the darkness of night. Therefore, whatever power in earth, in the sky, in the sea, wherever it is, God will destroy. He says, why are you scheming against the Lord? If I am God's spirit, therefore I am the person of God. So why is the devil scheming? against me why is the devil scheming against you for I will destroy you with one blow you won't need to strike twice hallelujah that is the life that God has called us into because you are his because you have been called of him because he has nurtured you and saved you this is his testimony to you that nobody shall rise up against the children of God and God will not intervene and when God destroys he doesn't do it twice he does it once hallelujah and he has already done it. He has given us victory over every situation. When he died on the cross so many years ago, and he gave us that power in our hand, therefore there's no need for him to come back again and come and do what he's done. Because any situation you go through, know that you are more than a conqueror because he has given you that power. He has given you that glory. He has given you that mandate by his authority that is in you. Hallelujah. Therefore, he just wants you to use it. Hallelujah. So you need to know the God that you have and know the power that you wield and use it accordingly. Hallelujah. The overcomer's life is an everyday action walking in victory. Irrespective of what is around you, stick to the word of God and you will maintain your testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to um, 1 Kings 18. It's about the um, Mount Carmel. When God sent Elijah to Ahab, after God sent him to tell him that it was going to rain. And God wanted everybody. He wanted the people of Israel. He wanted the priests of Baal to know that there's a God. And there might be a lot they might surround every place. But you see, no one can stand against God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see, in First Kings, the story is about how um, Elijah, God sent Elijah to go to Ahab, tell him that he will soon send the rain. So as um, Elijah was going, he met Obadiah, who was the prophet who hid hundred of God's prophets when Jezebel was killing all the prophets. So when Elijah met him, he said to him, he said, go and tell Ahab that I want to see him. But the Obadiah was afraid because he said, why does Elijah want him to die? Because if he goes to tell Ahab that Elijah has sent, he will kill him and ask him. So he thought he would lose his life. But Elijah told him that in the name of the God who has sent me, I'm sending you. Go and tell Ahab that I am looking for him. So he went. As he went, that same day, he told him that Ahab would come and see him that day. So Ahab came. Then he told them that all the 450 priests of Baal, they should all gather on Mount Carmel. And that there's going to be a competition. 
Whoever, they should all kill a bull and put it on the altar. Whoever's God will bring fire to, to destroy, the, to take the sacrifice. That's the God that everybody will serve. So the priest of Baal said, oh, no problem. You see, they thought they had number. The devil comes in so many numbers. But you see, he can come 10,000, 1 million, but he cannot stand against God. Hallelujah. And you see, God does not need anyone to share his glory with. The devil needs so many people. And even when they gather, they can still not stand against God because God is God. Hallelujah. So let's go on. As they all went to, he said, okay, this is the rules of the competition. If you lay your altar, whatever you want to do to the bull, you want to cut it, whatever, lay it on. Now call on your God to bring fire. He said, oh, you priest of Baal, you pull out plenty. Me, I'm only one. So you go ahead. They said, oh, yes. They were confident. They shouted. They were calling. He said, maybe people should shout louder. Because maybe your God is asleep, so you can wake him up. Then he said, okay. They came now, they started cutting themselves, doing all sorts of things to invoke their spirit. He said, okay. Right now, we have spent a lot of time. Your God is not coming. Then he dismantled their altar. What did he do? He broke the altar of the enemy. And he now raised a new altar with the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he dug a pit in between the, the altar. And he sent them that they should come and fill it with water. Before he came, God had told him what he should do. And that was the instruction of God that Elijah was going according to. So he said they should fill it. They filled this that it filled even, or it filled all the, the, the hole it had dug and was even spilling over. Then he just stood there and said, the God of Isaac, Jacob, and let's go to verse the next verse, please. Okay, so he said, after they had done this, he said, do the same thing again and again. When they were finished, he said, now do this a third time. Please, the next verse. And the water ran around the altar and even filled the trench. Next verse. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed. He said, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. Next verse. Oh Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, oh Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Next verse. Immediately the fire of the Lord flashed out from heaven and bent up the young wood, the wood, the stones, and the dust. And it even licked up all the water in the trench. Can this not be God alone? Because he knows everything that he has made. And everything responds to his voice. So sound that he has sent by the prayer of Elijah. He showed the devil and all his priests that you might think you have done more. You are a loss. But with one word, I have showed you that I am God. And nothing is impossible unto me. Hallelujah. So even the water 
Somebody he didn't even realize, but he said, even the water, he licked this up, even to the deepest point. We should tell you that there is nothing impossible with God. Hallelujah. No matter how difficult, no matter how bad, no matter the situations that are going on in our world today, everything seems to be going haywire. And even Christians seem to be succumbing to the things of the world. I came to tell you that rise up and get that wake up call. For God is still God. No matter what is going on, no matter what is happening, when you put your trust in him, when you know that he is God, any situation that is being, or is being so nasty, that is being so bad that the world is seeing that there is no hope. There is no trust. All hope is lost. Know that God is still God. And he's about to show you that he's a showboy. That he's a masterman. And when everybody thinks he's no more, that is when he rises up and says, I share my glory with no one. I do not share my power with anyone. They might do all they are doing. They might have all their plans. They might try to destroy the world. But I am the creator. I was there before things were made. I am there when things are. And I'll be there after things are. And I am that same God. And I came to declare to you, that same God is a God in your life. That same God is the one that has called you now. And if you trust in him, if you lean on his word, if you know who he is, you will not let any situation overwhelm you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because God is God. And no one can stand against God. No matter what it is, that even you, no matter how your mind can fathom, can think that anything that is going on, the worst things that are going on now, let's just go. Let's do this. It will help us. God says, stand on my word. Stand with me. Because when I do my thing, I do it for everyone to know that I am God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And next point is, you, all, you are always in charge. When you live a life of an overcomer, you are always in charge. We have authority to change every situation. If you don't like the situation, speak the word. Let no situation surprise you. Because Jesus was never surprised or caught off guard in any situation. He used his authority in the word to change every situation. Hallelujah. Refuse to let any situation overpower you. Rather, let faith, faith and faith-filled words do the reorganizing in your life. Let faith-filled words reorganize things. Let faith-filled words change the circumstance of the challenge you are going through. Let faith-filled words in the word of God make that situation anything than better for you. Because that is who God has called you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say, I have power in Jesus' name. And at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee bows because I have the power and I have the mandate in the name of Jesus to cause things to change for the better in my life. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. Know that you are a new creation. And when you're a new creation, the old things are no more. 
Anybody who is born again, you have been born into the life of God. In the life of God, you know no defeats. In the life of God, it is sweetness. In the life of God, everything works together for your good. In the life of God, no situation overwhelms you. In the life of God, you have the power to change things in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And in, that, in, that, in, in being a new creation... You are superior to the devil. Hallelujah. You are superior to the world, and you are superior to the systems of this world. So nothing in this world should overwhelm you. Hallelujah. No situation should shake you. No matter what the situation is. No matter what the world is saying. No matter what seems to be glaring in your face. Take the fear away and see God. For God is still God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also know that Jesus Christ has never lost a fight. He has never lost a fight and he's not about to start losing one now. All you need to do is constantly walk in victory. Because if he walks in victory and he has never lost a fight, that is your confession. That is your birthright. That is what you need to enjoy. For that is what he has called you to. Hallelujah. Amen. And he did all that because he paid it all on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. And even as I'm ending my message, I want you to know, God is the one who solves cases. And that he makes a way where there seems to be no way. And if you have a life of the overcomer, because of Christ in you, the hope of glory, you make a way where there seems to be no way. Wherever the challenge is, wherever the headache is, wherever the heartache is, wherever the worry and the doubt is, do not fret, for God makes a way where there seems to be no way. For no one can stand against God. For God is God. He'll remain God now. He'll remain God today. He'll remain God tomorrow. Lean on Him. Trust in Him. Because Christ in you has given you victory. Somebody rise up to your feet. Hallelujah. You are way. You are Oh, yes, you are.